You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Dortmund is down at the rail as they come into the final furlong. American Pharaoh firing line not done yet. And these two come into the final 16th. It's American Pharoah in front, firing line. Dortmund is third, Frosted is fourth. Coming to the finish, American Pharoah and Victor Espinosa have won the Kentucky Derby. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji with you on this Friday. So it is uh, the Friday before the Kentucky Derby. That means we've got the Oaks today and, of course, the Derby tomorrow. I know much of the show we've been talking about the NFL draft and how we were able to make money on that. Well, let's see if we can make some money on these races over the next couple of days, Ranji. We bring in Simon Bray. He's on Twitter at SimonTVG. He's an on-air analyst over at TVG and a grade one winning trainer so he's he's an expert that can certainly help us uh how we should take a look at these races uh simon uh do you have a favorite nfl team before we get to the horses not really here's the thing you know i i was born and raised in england i look i mean i've lived in the states 20 25 years so nfl is not my thing uh it's not the real football right <laughs> it's, not, it's not the real football yeah we don't play soccer we play football it's exactly right but if i if i am i'm a Chargers fan unfortunately um, but I, I, the only mainstream sport I'm getting into really is baseball through my son. He's, he's eight and I never really followed baseball until he got into it about three or four years ago. And now that's kind of sucked me in. So that's where I'm at. Uh, a Dodgers fan. I, I love, Oh yeah, that's a well, good team be a, to be a fan yeah, of. Yep. You're talking to a couple of big baseball fans. I have an eight-year-old son who's into baseball, which uh, pleases me. So I, I know what you're going through. It's great. Uh, great times. We get quite a thrill watching them play those games. Um, let, let's start with the Derby. We'll look backwards a little bit. So as betters, we're trying to figure out, is there any way that we can make some money? So basically what I'm, what I'm asking is, is there any way essential quality is not, uh, finishing first or second? I think so. I, I see a scenario where that happens. Look, look, from a betting standpoint, the Kentucky Derby has dramatically changed since 2013. I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll give you a little overview real quick. There used to be a, a system where horses would win qualifying races dating all the way back to their two-year-old year. So for this year's horses, dating all the way back to August, September of last year. And what that usually was, that was usually the, the, the earlier, the, the precocious horses that couldn't get the distance. They were very quick. They would end up in the Kentucky Derby. The, the pace would be extremely fast. There would be a pace meltdown. And then a horse would come from off the pace at a big number, like Giacomo at 50 to one, like buying that bird at a big number as well. That's changed in 2013 
with a point system and it's geared, it's, it's more back-weighted now. So it favors the horses that win the major preps four to six weeks ahead of the Kentucky Derby, the horses that are more bred, that are more suited for the Derby. So out of the last eight runnings, we've seen six favorites win, uh, you know, and a second favorite who got DQ'd a couple of years ago. So it, it's become more formful. That said, real quick, to answer your question, essential mm-hmm. quality, champion two-year-old, undefeated. I get it why he's all the rage. He's the deserved favorite. But I just think, and part of this is a gut feeling, I, I think he's just, he's peaked. And I, and I thought he had a hard race last time. I thought highly motivated who ran second to him in the Bluegrass Stakes, the prep that which they come out of. Uh, I thought he ran extremely well, and he, w- he was needing that race and could probably turn the tables on him. So, yeah, I think essential quality. I've got him finishing out of the top two. And I'm going with Rock Your World from California, who's lightly raced only five to one. But I think that horse passed the eyeball test for me in the Santa Anita Derby, the big local prep out here in California for the Kentucky Derby. So what sorts of things are you looking for when you're trying to determine if a horse is, and uh, I don't, I don't know if this is the best way to put it, but past its prime. Well, I mean, like how do you, how do you know if you feel like he's he or she has ran his best race already? Yeah, it, it's just a visual test. Obviously, you know, I'm, you know, I cover the sport day in, day out. So I've watched essential quality from day one up until now. And you, you you know, you just get the feeling you haven't, you know, you've, you've seen the best of him and maybe he hasn't peaked or maybe he has peaked. In essential qualities case, the reason being, I thought the horse that ran second to him, Holly Motivated, got very close to him. And he was a horse that probably benefited from that race. So coming out of that bluegrass stage, it, to me, it looked like Highly Motivated could take another step forward and maybe turn the tables. It's the way they look, the way they move, the competition they're facing, how you compare them to how they've how they've looked in the past i mean i guess it's no different to you, you know an athlete that i'm not saying it's on their downswing but you you've seen a good body of work and they're just they don't look quite the same as they did in their prime i'm not saying the essential quality is is through his prime because horses peak and they trough throughout the year and he'll probably re you know he'll probably peak again at the end of the year and come back with a strong performance but it's it's more like an eyeball test a visual test for me is Rock Your World Triple Crown good? I look, I he's very good. I think he's very talented. Whether he's triple crown good, I'm not sure. A lot of people before the point system was put in place would have said absolutely not. And I'll tell you why. He didn't run as a two-year-old last year. He made his first start on January first. That's when universally all horses turn the age of three for purposes of, you know scheduling races and, 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 and lining up starts and, and, and races. They all have obviously different birthdays. They're born at different times, but they have a universal birthday on January the 1st. Justify, who won the Triple Crown a couple of years ago, he was the first horse since Apollo back in the 1800s to win without having won as a two-year-old. I think Rock the World can do that. And a lot of it is predicated on that point system. As I said, it, it, it's, it's putting emphasis on horses that are more mature that win the back-weighted preps, the, 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 the preps that are closest to the Derby, the major preps. He's very good. The big issues for him, I'll tell, lay him out, he's only had one start on the dirt. I mean, he lacks a lot of experience. He hasn't had any kickback, 20 horses running into that first turn with the spray coming back in his face. But I think he has the tactical speed to get out of the gate and put himself in a position where he's not going to get covered in dirt and kick back and climb and be in traffic. And he reminds me very much of two horses that won the Derby, Barbaro and Big Brown. They both started their careers on the turf, and they made the transition to the dirt. He has a very, very high cruising speed. He can put himself in a position and get out of trouble. 
That's what you need. And, you know, again, dating back to when the point system has been put in place, if you're going to win the Kentucky Derby, it's shown that you've got to be within three full lengths of the lead down the backside. And when they, with the last eighth of a mile or 220 yards to run, out of the last, I think it's 55 runnings, the Derby winner has been first or second at that point with 220 yards to run. So you know who's basically going to win it a furlong out, and he's going to put himself in that position. So my understanding is the the weather for the Kentucky Derby going to be a little bit of rain, then I believe the sun is supposed to be out by the time the race happens. How does that affect uh, the field? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't think it's going to be a big issue, fellas. Uh, Look, it's rained this week. It's gorgeous today in, in Louisville, Kentucky. And this seems to happen year in, year out. We always have a shower in the morning. Don't forget, first first post is like 1030. Yeah. P- post time for the Kentucky Derby is like 650 for the TV window. And it, it usually dries out. And the track maintenance crew has so much time between races to work the track and dry it out. I think there's usually about an hour and 20 minutes between the Derby and the race before it. So I, I don't see the track being an excuse unless unless there's an absolute downpour you know, 40, 50 minutes uh, ahead of post time. With TVG, Simon Bray. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski and Chris Rodgers. Simon, you mentioned uh, you like Rock Your World to win. What about some other horses to hit the board? Yeah, some other horses. I think, um, you know, you can create some value with some exactas and, and, and trifectas. Superstock to me is interesting. That's the 18 horse. He's 30 to 1 for Steve Asmussen. He's rounding into form at the right time. He won the Arkansas Derby beaten at the time I thought was going to be probably the prohibitive favorite for the Derby and concert tour for trainer Bob Baffert. He, to me, I, you know, a month ago concert tour, I had him wrapped up winning the whole thing, beating essential quality. He tanked him there. Doesn't go to the Derby. So super stock who beat him, I think is a horse that definitely you can use underneath. And he's 30 to one on the morning line. And then hot rod Charlie for trainer Doug O'Neill. Um, this is a great story. O'Neill's won two Derby. Um, and this is this is a partnership. If this horse wins the Kentucky Derby on Saturday night, you're going to see a celebration like unlike any other on the NBC telecast. It's unbelievable. It's a group of guys. Um, Doug O'Neill's nephew heads up one of the partnership groups. He's only, I think, about 30. He went to Brown University. He was on the football team, and he's got three of his, his former teammates on the Brown University football team, and they put together a group called Boat Racing. Um, from their fraternity. Um, I think it was named some drinking game they played in their fraternity. And now they've got himself a legitimate Kentucky Derby runner. I mean, this is a horse who ran second at 94 to 1 last year behind essential quality. It was only beaten three parts of a length. He won the Louisiana Derby. It's the longest prep, mile and 316. So, you know, we know he can get the distance. And uh, he could give Doug his third Derby win. You know, we've seen some 20 to 1 winners, 50 to 1. Um, 65 to one in the last 20 years. Is there a horse you think can pull off something like that? I, I, ju- I just don't see it this year. And, and it goes back to my, to my argument with the point system. You know, it, it's what, what's happened with this point system. You have four weeks ahead of the Derby. You have the Santa Anita Derby, the Wood Memorial, 
the Bluegrass, the Louisiana Derby, and the Arkansas Derby. So they're all regional preps, right? East Coast, Midwest, the South, West Coast. And they're given 100 points. Those, if, if, you get, if you win one of those races, it's an automatic spot into the Derby. You get 100 points. Only 20 horses can get in the Derby. This year, the cutoff, I think, is at 10. The last horse got 10 points, which is very, very low. Usually it's about 30 or 40 points. And since the point system has been put in place, every horse that's won the Derby has come out of a 100-point race. So I just don't see a huge upset. Um, if there was a price, it would be Superstock for me, who won the Arkansas Derby. He's 30 to 1 on the morning line. I think that price will come down. It's still going to be somewhere in the 15 to 1 range. So for me, it would be Superstock, but uh, it would be a big upset. Simon, uh, plenty of our listeners, not only will they be betting on the Derby tomorrow, but they're going to get involved in the Oaks today and maybe try to put together a double. What do you think about the Oaks? Okay, here we go. Now, this is where we can get stuck in a little crazy here with the prices. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, the Derby's been a chalk fest for the last couple of years. So, but, but the Oaks, if we can get, we can create some value in here. Malathat is going to be the, uh, the favorite for trainer Todd Fletcher. Again, undefeated. Um, and, and has done nothing wrong and from a guy that knows how to win this race. But I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm actually playing an Oaks Derby double where I'm only using one horse in the Oaks to everybody in the Derby hoping for an upset. And that horse is the five, Pasta Champagne, 15 to one on the morning line. This, this horse will light up the tote board. She's only raced three times, and she's only raced once around two turns. Usually, she's, she first two starts, she sprinted in a career, but she, she went – and ran in the Ashland last time behind the favorite. She was only a head behind Malafat, who is five to two morning line favorite. And I got past the champagne of 15 to one on the morning line. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she takes a little bit of action. She's down to 12, 10 to one. I think she's a great price. I think she can take a big step forward. Second start around two turns. She gets a good post position in post position five. The distance is not going to be a problem. And she's got a great rider in Javier Castellano. I'll look for her to be a huge upset uh, this afternoon. Uh, is, is there is there anybody else you like? I mean, I, I see the the five to one. Is it Clarier? Is that how you pronounce it? Yep, you're exactly. Yeah, that she's okay. got a big shot for training Steve Ashman. She, she's got the right running style. She's never been worse than first or second in, in uh, four starts. And she's really improving at the right time. You know, I, I mentioned, you know, earlier we were looking at horses and maybe they're peaking or they've, they've run a hard race and they're going to, what we call in the industry, bounce a little bit. They regress. They run such a huge prep race that their following race, they just regress a little bit. It's kind of like, you know, I see the analogy when I'm talking to people that are not familiar with sport. It, it's, it's like you going to the gym, doing a really, really hard workout, and then coming back the next day, you know, you're going to regress a little bit. It might take you three or four days to recover, right? That's why I guess mm -hmm. it might limited knowledge of baseball pitches only pitch once every five days because they can't maintain that. It's the same with horses, right? So Clarier, I think she's peaking at the right time. There's a, there's an old adage in horse racing, the third start off a layoff for horses, they tend to peak and get into a really good form cycle. They need that first race when they're coming back from injury or a layoff. And then they take a little step forward their second start. And in the third race, it's really go time. I think that's the case for the Clarier. She's, She's got a legitimate chance, and she'll be right there at the finish. Simon Bray, TVG. Make sure you're following him on Twitter as well, at Simon TVG. Simon, we really appreciate the time today. We know uh, these couple days are two of the busiest days of the entire year. Best of luck this weekend. Thanks for having me, fellas. Appreciate it.
There's Simon Bray. Uh, Ron's, I got to tell you something. Uh -oh. So uh, one of the uh, other people that I trust when it comes to horse racing, Jim Miller over at Hawthorne Racecourse. He's on my show on the score early odds every single Saturday. And as far as the Oaks goes, he says he's on one horse past the champagne, just like Simon. Uh oh. Both, both 15 to one. Uh, Simon likes rock your world. Jim likes rock your world. Simon talked about putting super stock up there and uh jim thinks super stock might win so just saying some more information i think that i'm definitely going to be getting down on a double between the oaks and derby over the next few days i wish you the best of luck joe yes and i hate so mint juleps they're terrible mint juleps what's wrong with those they're gross you drink I, them I don't, I don't know do they taste like a mojito <laughs> not quite Oh, okay. Sort of, but not really. Yeah, but yeah there, like... there, there's mint in them. But it's probably yeah. fine. You got one part right. Uh, that's Chris Raji. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily. We're going to break down today's MLB card. 15 games on the board that we need to discuss. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network.